Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, welcome, welcome. Hello from me and Bandit. I don't think he made an appearance on the last episode, so maybe he's making up for lost time. But how is everybody doing? How has July treated you? How has the energy of yourself and the energy around you been feeling? Have you? (laughs) Bandit obviously has been feeling pretty good or has a lot to say. Actually, that is kind of Bandit's personality. He usually feels pretty good and he usually has a lot to say. And he's usually always listening. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Bandit. And thank you to everyone who has commented that they love hearing Bandit. Because that obviously warms my heart because I love Bandit too. So thank you. And if you are not a cat lover, turn off this podcast immediately and go pet some cats. If you feel called and you aren't allergic. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about what it really means to heal your voice. What it means to kind of honor our own unique voices. And and partly I'm inspired to talk about that today because of my workshop that I'm doing next week, my intuitive podcasting workshop, Share Your Voice, which is all about, you know, beginning to heal or continuing to heal your fear of being seen and sharing that unique part of your voice and connecting to, you know, the essence of the podcast that you are meant to bring into the world. And I found it really beautiful because I had some people that were interested but they weren't as interested in creating a podcast. They didn't feel called to that, but they really loved the idea of connecting to the essence of their voice and healing kind of that fear of being seen and being seen, meaning really being heard. So that made me excited to start working on another workshop that is more focused on that part without the podcasting part, but also to talk about it today. I do speak about it quite a bit throughout these episodes that I've shared with Intuitive Seek, but I really feel that whenever I record, I always try to trust my intuition and what it's telling me to speak about. So let's really talk about what our voices want to say and why we would ever not feel comfortable being ourselves and sharing it, sharing that truth of ourselves. And there's so many ways to speak about it, but as always, I'm going to just trust my intuition and offer what I am feeling about it. So 
Right now, today, if you asked yourself, do I have any fear around sharing my voice? What would your answer be? When I was in my old career, I was usually the first one that would, you know, speak at a meeting. I would always volunteer to be the one to do the thing that had stage fright or had stage fright as a factor. And I did that because I knew that I could kind of handle the fear, but I also knew that I wasn't speaking from my heart. I had no problem public speaking when it wasn't from me, when it wasn't something that I was saying. But it wasn't always like that. I wasn't always able to speak publicly for other people. When I was really young, I did have a problem with that when I was around eight and nine. And my mom even put me into Toastmasters, the public speaking course. And I was there with adults that were also trying to learn how to speak publicly. And I was really looking back, but also at the time, I remember really enjoying it. I learned how to, you know, write. We had to write an essay. I'm sure it wasn't amazing. I was only eight or nine, but we had to write something. And at the end of the course, we had to read it out loud in front of everyone. And then I really liked speaking out loud. I liked my voice. I liked hearing it, but it was always reading out loud. So I would be the first one to, you know, volunteer. Oh, I'll read that out loud. And being so sensitive and empathic, I could feel when people would tighten up when the teacher or wherever we were would say, okay, we need a volunteer to read this. I could feel around me, everyone get really afraid. And I didn't have that fear anymore. So I would read it. I went to church when I was younger with my family and I would love to read in church. And then I started taking singing lessons and I was doing quite classical singing. And that was another level of sharing my voice because I wasn't speaking, reading other people's words. I was singing them. And for me, it caused me intense stage fright, visceral, intense, vivid stage fright, where if I had to have the recital or start to really perform in front of other people, if I was in a master class, I would immediately have a sore throat, true sore throat, like completely psychosomatic, but real because I could feel it. And it was something that would really stop me from performing. And it's so interesting looking back at that because one of the things that that shows me is that our singing voice, even when we're singing other people's words, 
it's very different than reading. With singing, we're bringing our breath from our diaphragm. Even deeper than that, we're really bringing our our own creative spirit, that unique part of our soul. We're bringing it out into the air. We're making it something, something new for somebody else to receive. And it has this kind of vibration that is ours. And we know that other people are going to receive a piece of us that is authentic. A piece of us that is real. And I didn't think of it like that back then. Of course, this is all insight that I'm able to see now when I look back because I understand myself and my energy, for lack of a better word, I understand it more now. So the evolution of that means that I can look back and really see, oh, that was kind of the hidden subtext, the layers underneath that fear of public speaking. That was the fear of seeing. And it's funny because even when I just said singing, it kind of caught in my throat. And that's the main thing that I wanted to make sure I said was that there's never an end to having a fear of sharing our voice that I believe for me. Because there are always new layers of ourselves. There's always new pockets of gold within us that are wanting to be expressed. Once I had a really beautiful dream and I was asking, what is the point of life? What is the point of being on earth? A question many people for since the dawn of time have asked. (laughs) But what I remember is in my dream, I was told to realize, to realize, to realize. To realize, to bring something that isn't real into reality to bring something into the world. So I think that that is part of this kind of global phenomenon, this human phenomenon of fear of public speaking. It's up there with, you know, the biggest fears of our lives. So I just stopped the podcast, which I very rarely do, but I really wanted to see where the fear of public speaking ranks. And the kind of latest survey that I could find was, yes, public speaking is still the number one fear behind death and clowns. So (laughs) not to make fun of people that are scared of clowns, of course, terrifying. But um, isn't that so interesting that it still is the number one fear? So let's look at this through an intuitive lens. And 
there are so many different aspects of our voice and our, you know, fear of public speaking, stage fright. You can look up different cultural traditions with the chakras and the chakra systems. But I really felt that today, let's focus on the why, the energy of the why it might be scary or create fear or feel the fear of sharing our voice, of our honest voice, of our authentic voice, and of our heart, really. So looking back from my personal experience, I can see that I had confidence in offering my voice to speak the words that somebody else wrote, or that maybe I wrote, but for the purpose of a project, that somebody gave me a project to do, and I would write it, and I could present it. That's what Toastmasters taught me, how to stand in my power, basically. Hold my breath. Feel the air. Move through the fear. Do it anyway. But what really happened, looking at it, is I was able to compartmentalize my authentic voice from my voice. Just my my voice in the world. The voice that you're hearing now saying words that don't necessarily connect to my heart. Let me try it right now. Um, basketball. Um, <laughs> now that's not very true because I did play basketball for one year, but, um, but the word definitely not close to my heart. So yeah, you can kind of try this yourself too. think of something that you really don't have a connection to does not give you any feeling in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul. Think of that word and say it and feel what that feels like. Like when I say basketball, I can feel kind of the vibration of my voice bounce kind of down and up, I guess kind of like a basketball, and out. It feels more mechanical, like a mechanism. But if I think of something that is actually from my heart, something that's important to me, something that my voice wants to say, it would be this whole podcast, every episode. But a word right now, let me think. Hmm. Oh, intuitive animal. Intuitive animal. That, that is a word, two words. That is two words. Intuitive animal. Now that is a word that's close to my heart because my intuition speaks to me through my imagination. So I receive really beautiful symbols and symbolism through animals, but also from my clients. So I'm able to connect to their energy through kind of an intuitive animal that I feel is connected to them. So that guides me to kind of help them more, 
to be that mirror for them, to show them that beautiful power that they have, that this animal can represent. And almost always, they already have a connection to that animal because they see themselves in that animal too. So it's another way to kind of realize ourselves and who we are and what we're meant to do. It's another tool. But those two words are more challenging for me to say because they're part of my heart. It's something that is important to me. It's something that I've realized through my work that are really important and unique to each person that I help and that I support. But I also know that because it is so close to my heart, that it's hard for me to really speak to it in a deep way, in a way that I could kind of describe a basketball, no problem. But when I really feel into and try to describe why intuitive animals are so important to understanding our unique energy, it gives me a little bit of a pause, which you just heard. So I want you to be honest with yourself if you're able to do this. What word or words are harder to say because they are what needs to be said? And part of it for the intuitive animal part, and if you subscribe to my train light letter, which is one of my favorite things to do, I love it so much, which is an intuitive update, a snapshot of energy for the week ahead, I always offer an intuitive animal and how they act, what they do in their life, and how that offers a representation of their energy. And then we can use that to kind of mirror back to us what maybe we need to focus on or what we should be looking at. They're all tools to see clearer into who we are and what we need to do to fulfill our purpose and our destiny so that we can fulfill the destiny of the world. I'll just say it again because it's now more important than ever that everybody is really trying their best to do what they need to do to make the world better because then it helps other people make the world better and then they and then they and then they so the ripple effect but maybe part of the reason that it's hard for me to talk about is because I'm afraid that it won't sound very grounded but what is more grounded than recognizing ourselves in the natural world because we are of nature we are animals like I like to remind us all the time, we are terrestrial animals. We are high primates. So we are animals. So of course we would connect to animals. But I find it very interesting that those were the two words that came up. Because those are in my heart. They're a big part of my work in my sessions. So maybe part of why I'm sharing this today is so that we can 
kind of look at ourselves and think, what word or words are fascinating to your heart that really light up your heart that you don't want to talk to other people about or speak on because you don't want to be misunderstood. You don't want to sound fill in the blank. What were the words that came in? That's really important. That's like a little voice healing inventory. Because even now, there are words, and like I said, it'll be my whole life, really, just healing my voice layer by layer, healing the fears of sharing. I will always have that. But I am so much more whole in sharing my voice than I was. So when I started learning how to share my voice and really healing that part of myself, my voice, my fear of being seen and heard, I had a very visceral reaction to sharing my authentic words, my heart, even if it was small. My heart would pound. It would beat so fast, so fast. And I was lucky because it never made my voice waver, but I could feel it as if it was jumping out of my chest, like a true drum. And I remember talking about or sharing about how our fear can really guide us to where we should be and what we need to do that it shouldn't really be a deterrent if we are honest with ourselves enough about why we're afraid of it. When we allow that clarity, that honesty, that our intuition and our intuitive voice wants to offer us, that we have already. So as I was beginning to really heal my voice and speaking from my heart, I would have this physical reaction. And it tended to also come with, you know, some sweatiness, a little sweaty back. Usually, most of the time, not any like visual problems, but sometimes, sometimes. And I had to trust that my beating heart, beating so fast, feeling like fear, feeling like something was coming to get me. I had to trust that hmm, maybe, maybe I was coming to get me. Maybe I was being saved by myself because I was actually doing what I was supposed to do. Part of my purpose, part of all of our purpose is being true to our hearts and saying what we actually think and are. So I had to follow my heartbeat as almost kind of a call, like a battle cry to, oh, okay, this is a signature. This means that I'm on track. This actually doesn't mean that I should stop talking. But the only way that I could do that was through repetition and through knowing 
what my real fear felt like and what my fear of sharing who I am felt like. And so I liked to think of it and maybe, maybe you can feel this way too, because maybe it's true for you. If you get that beating heart, that nervous, awful, ah, stop, stop, I don't want to do it, like that feeling, what if what you're feeling is actually all of your power? What if what you're feeling is actually your life force? What if that feeling is actually all of your creativity that's been swirling around and held because it was too scary to share what you want to make real. What if that's the feeling? What if your body is just kind of recalibrating to you being your full potential? And one of the things I really understand is that we don't do this for ourselves. It's the way for us to have a satisfied life because then we actually know ourselves and we're sharing our true self. So we're asking for what we actually want. But it's also part of the purpose of life because then we can actually connect to other people because then they know us. Not everybody needs to know us 100%, but if somebody can actually know you a little bit, that's a connection. And the only way they can is if you're being honest with what you're saying and not saying what you think other people want to hear or what you should be saying and not holding back what you think you should not be saying. Because a big aspect of healing our voices that I feel intuitively, but also there are many, many much more educated people than I speaking about it, is the, is the epigenetics, the part of it that we maybe have inherited through our ancestors and through our family lines. And the thing that really kind of sparked my first interest in like, oh, you know, this is not just my fear of speaking or my fear of being seen, was how similar my voice is to my sister and my mom. We sound the same on the phone. And I'm speaking about the energy of it. Because, of course, there can be, you know, ways that we are conditioned in our families to not speak honestly and authentically. But I really mean the energy. The energy of our voices. What are the similarities? What situations makes your throat close up? Makes it hard for you to speak? Makes it difficult for you to share? And if you think about that and feel into it, can you see where maybe that fear 
that is clouding your ability to be able to speak comfortably from the heart? Can you see how maybe that fear is not yours? And maybe by you taking that feeling of fear and moving through it and using it as a guide to really speak your truth, to use your voice in a way that maybe generations of your family have never really been able to use their voice that way. By you being able to do that, that sparks healing all the way around you. Down the lines, over the hills, through the mountains, it creates little sparks of permission for everyone else to do the same. It's not kind of the point. We shouldn't always be doing things just because it affects other people in a good way. But it's a great reason. It's a great motivation to feel that uncomfortable fear. And I'm speaking to myself completely. I am no expert on this. I am moving through it all the time, just like you. And I really am going to try my best to continue even more, even more focus on speaking the things that are hard for me to speak about, that I'm worried people will misunderstand or not connect to or think is ridiculous. Because if it's coming from my heart, I know somebody else, one other heart, will understand and connect to it and will need to hear it too. So I hope that you can do that, that you can give yourself the permission to say the things that you need to say. And really, to yourself first, that's the best thing to do. What do you have to say to yourself? Maybe you have to say something to yourself. Maybe it has to be a bit tough. What what do you have to say to yourself about how you've been holding yourself back? That was in my letter this week because it was really true for me. And it resonated with many of my audience and the newsletter subscribers, my friends. I like to say, hey, if they connect to what I'm saying from my heart, they are my friends. You are my friends, 100%. So yeah, it's really interesting. And on the other, another side of that, actually, one fact that you may know already, but how linked our, our throat and larynx are to our cervix. That our cervix, the literal like door to our uterus, where I was in my mother's womb and where my mother was in my grandmother's womb, that cervix actually means in Latin, like the root word is neck. So there is a beautiful symbolism and connection between our family line, especially our maternal line, and how our voice 
is realized. Because the epigenetics, the thing that I always remember, the wild thing to think about is that I was in my grandmother's womb. Because the egg that I was made out of from my mother was already in my mother when she was in my grandmother's uterus. So it's pretty wild. And of course, there is the energy healing aspect of this, which I love to do with my clients because universal energy supports that healing, that bringing all of those parts of ourselves back to realization is so supportive and incredibly helpful. But if you're not able to do that right now, to find support in that way, the best way to heal your voice is repetition, practice, speaking from your heart as often as you can, really feeling that deep fear and allowing it to guide you, even if it's like the smallest amount, really speaking it, that creates a memory of sharing your voice. It's a, it's a muscle memory, but it's also an energetic memory. And by doing that, that is how you move through the layers of fear and doubt and all the things that are covering why you can't share all of the beautiful, unique, gorgeous wisdom that you have inside of you. And I don't have to worry about saying that because I know that each and every one of you do, for sure. So the last practice I'll offer for you to do to really kind of continue on a healing and sharing and healing your voice path is if you are writing, if you are writing poetry or stories or just in your journal to yourself, anything that has kind of written from your heart, come from your heart, speak it. Try at least once this week to find something that you've written and say it with your voice, with your real voice. Like breathe into your diaphragm all the way down into your cervix into your uterus, into that sacral energy. Breathe all the way down and use your voice and see what that brings up. Because that's how you can nurture yourself and nurture your heart and really begin to be seen and heard in your beautiful, unique essence. And that makes me remember something I've heard before. So not from me. I wish I could remember exactly who. But in business, when you're creating your own business as an entrepreneur, or even in your creative work, anything that's yours that you're trying to share, so often we're told, well, we need a niche. You got a niche down. You have to figure out what part of you other people want. 
and you have to show that. But what I've heard, and I love, is that your authentic voice, who you are, that is your niche. That is unique enough. You don't have to get rid of any other things or boil it down to one. Because when you share every part of yourself that is true and that you want to, that is so unique that it is what other people need that they don't even really realize. So another reason to be so true to who you are and the more you connect to your intuition and listen to it and see all the ways that it is wanting to speak through your voice, through your heart, through your imagination, through your connection, through the channel, whatever you want to call it, as long as it is true and authentic to you, that's all you need. That's the big secret. That's what I really feel. That's the hard work to make sure that whatever you are making and sharing and creating and doing, that it is honest to your heart, then everything else unfolds. And maybe that's one of the main reasons why I feel so strongly that our unique energy is the key to everything. It is what opens the door to whatever we want and need to do, fill in the blank. It's the code. It's just you. That's it. It's just me. That's it. And it seems so simple, but we know that it is not. It is anything but. So please, try that if you feel called this week, whenever you hear this, And I would love for you to share with me if it feels right. And if part of that purpose that you're feeling is calling for you to start your own podcast, that's why I made my workshop that's going to be next week, July 20th. So please click on the info in the show notes and just see if it's something that you feel will help you. But I will tell you what, if you feel like you want to have a podcast, that's not an accident. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Not everybody wants to have a podcast. I know it seems like everybody has a podcast, but they don't. There are only, I think, 27% of podcast voices that are not male. So if you are not kind of a traditional male voice, we need your voice. But if you are, I still trust that your voice is unique enough that we need it too. So please have a look at my intuitive podcasting workshop, share your voice, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. 
Please, again, reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me and message me on my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or you can check out my website, same name, treenlight.com. All of that info will be in my show notes along with all the links for my podcast workshop coming up next Wednesday on July 20th. And oh, the one thing I didn't mention was a few people that have signed up can't make it live. And that is fine. Don't worry about it. You will get the replay and that is yours forever because there'll be a lot of technical information in there that you'll need to start your podcast. And also the guided visualized meditation journeys will be so useful for you to do more than once. But in the group together, it's beautiful, but that energy will still be there when you watch the replay. So don't worry if you can't make it live, truly, because you'll get it. So it's all good. So once again, thank you so much for all of your support. I am incredibly grateful that you allow me to share my voice and my heart with you. So thank you again for all of your support. Be kind to yourself and I'll talk to you soon.